Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dell Assistant Nation podcast. We are so glad you're here. We are live in Orlando, Florida at SmileCon 2023. So glad to be here. So glad to be joined by a dear friend of mine. That is Samir Basin with Care Credit. Samir, what is up? <laughs> okay, so I did not realize this was live, so now I'm nervous. Now, it's all good. It's all good. In uh, happy, magical world of financing and smiles, it's I think we're good. It's a small world after all. It's a yeah. smile world after all. It's a smile world. So take a minute, introduce yourself, and let's dive into a topic. What do you say? Awesome. Uh, my name is Samir Basin. I'm the VP of Alliances at Care Credit, which really, in a bigger way, means that I get to work with a lot of influencers and coaches in helping our dental teams incorporate patient financing into their conversation. But as care credit, everybody hopefully knows we help patients get the care when it's time and it's when they need it and when they want it. And and for doctors to do the treatment they really want to do. So Well, and one, one of the reasons I love to have you on the show is you know the value of the assistant whenever it comes to talking about financing, getting that patient ready to actually accept treatment and for them to know the treatment is actually necessary. It's one of the key elements that I always say, they are in such a fantastic place for when the doctor walks away and the patient, the first thing he says like, or the patient would ask, is it something I need? What do you think about it? So they are in such a great place to help patient not only calm their nerves because they are overwhelmed, they are nervous, they are concerned, but it's also helping them move to the next step yeah. of Yes, it is kind of reassuring what the doctor recommended is needed, but how do we get it done? Everybody says, yeah, you can do it. Yep, we can do it. But it's the next, that very small nudge, that next step, that education of why and then how. You know, and, and a lot of our consultant friends, a lot of the people you and I know real well, they're, ha they're talking to their teams right now about it's coming to the end of the year. It's time to actually make sure that not only are benefits being used, but also how they do it and, and why it's important moving forward. But yet we know a lot of patients maybe are even more hesitant now than they were earlier in the year. And I'm curious what you're hearing on, from that vantage point. It's, it's interesting you you bring that up. We, uh, Synchrony, our parent company and care credit, we just did a massive study called Lifetime of Dental Care. Yep. And one of the things that just kind of jumped out was that exact same question that you just asked is, Nobody, for most patient, patients, don't save up like they do for mortgage payments or car payments or anything like that. And now with coming at the end of the year, a lot of the times they're not even aware of what is possible. They knew they came six months ago or eight months ago and the treatment was discussed, but is there a good follow-up system? Yeah. And yes, there is. So now there are benefits left. Guess what? CareFed can possibly help them break that out-of-pocket cost and makes it even more attractive. So for them to get that. So it's, it, it, I again, I always go back to, it's not just one person's job within the practice. It's not just the doctor. It's not just the treatment coordinator. It's not just the hygienist or the dental assistant. It is a full team effort. So how, how does the entire team get on board with that? You know, the studies really come out. It's going to be important that we talk about that. How do we make sure that the team is all on the same page whenever it comes talking to the patient about getting that treatment necessary? My first question to any team is, do you know why the doctor recommended what he recommended or she recommended? Okay. Are you aware of it? What's the importance of it? If it is, what is your obstacle? Okay. Let's face that. So clinical teams think 
I don't have to talk about it. It's the admin team who needs to discuss it. Admin th team is thinking, well, the clinical team had to have ex explained it to them. Then now it's my job is easier. Not realizing it, it's a cross crossover yeah. all the time. The, the easiest way and the reason why they should and how they should all get on is looking at the bigger picture of how does that help the patient. At the end of the journey, how is it that the patient is going to be that satisfied but that smile, that confidence, whatever it is, whatever that patient's why is, are you in tune with that why? Because the moment you are, you'll be amazed as to how signed in and logged in you are with that patient's choices. You know, and one of, one of the things that I bang the drum about every time, and I believe is so important, is Dell assistants are a key healthcare provider, okay? They're not only a key healthcare provider, but they're also a key communicator, that bridge between the patient and the practice. But yet I also know, and you and I have talked about this, there's not everybody, whether you're an assistant or whoever you are, that's not, you're not comfortable talking about money. You're not comfortable talking about what's next. Should they focus more on why the treatment is needed to lead into that conversation? Or what's a good bridge for, for these assistants who are, some of which, thank you all for being here in Orlando with us, are actually, you know, going to have to go back and implement this in their practice. I, I do think there is a, it's a one-two. It's not just, I, let's just use Crown as an example. Okay. Just telling the patient you need a crown, okay, but taking it to that next level. Talk about patient experience. If you really want to encompass what a patient experience should look like and sound like, everyone in the team should be talking about and have the same, same confidence of not only discussing just the clinical, but also the financial, but also the scheduling, but also the reviews, just all of it. So yes, they should. I highly recommend, again, you know, I totally understand talking about money is not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. It's not. There are tools available to help you have that conversation where it does not look like that you are quote unquote selling or pushing. It sounds like I am here for your help. Yeah. The doctor and I believe this is something you need. This is how we can do it. And these are our options. Again, being upfront, being consistent, talking about it like the one of the studies that just uh from lifetime of care the stat that jumped out was a patient's lifetime of care is between $51,000 to $95,000 whether it's single or to a couple huh. that's how much they are anticipated to spend and that's not including any implants or orthodontics or anything like that so again kind of going back to think of very rarely a patient wakes up in the morning and thinks I think I want to spend a few thousand dollars today at a place where I don't think it's hurting me, it's not bleeding, it's not a problem, I can't show it, the insurance is not going to cover it, but I need to do it. Yeah, It's very hard, it's a very hard way to convince them until the team can show and present that this is the best for long term. It's the long term, in fact. Okay, so you just rattled off some numbers without orthodontics, without uh, implants, how much that they're going to to spend in a dental practice, we've got to stop saying it's just a cleaning or it's just a checkup. Just like we've got to stop saying that you're just an assistant. We got to take that just word out. Stop minimizing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Stop minimizing it because it's if you feel it's just, then to a patient, it's, it's just a cavity. Yeah. It's just, you know, so I lose one tooth. Big deal. I've got 28 other teeth to work with. Can, can, can we also talk about another word that we need to take out? And that's watch. We're gonna we're gonna watch that and see about next time. Yes, unless unless you belong to the club called Weight Watchers, 
let's wait and watch. Or you're looking for let's the Rolex go. or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, let's not wait and watch. So, because patients don't know. you When they walk into your practice, you are the expert. If you tell them there's nothing wrong or we can wait, okay. Right. Now, I don't know is the wait for a month, a week, a year, five years? Why? I've never seen a tooth get better unless somebody here has seen a tooth gets better after watching it. So. It's it's magic. I mean, we're in the land of magic. Even, so why not? It doesn't happen. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take you down a different road for just saying, because one of the things that you and I talk about so often, and I hear my wife, who's a consultant, she comes back home and she says, these practices always think that they're doing, they're offering X amount of patient financing, or they're getting X amount of recall. You know, they think they have these high percentages. And then when the numbers come out, they really don't. And I think one of the reasons where it comes to patient financing, and you and I have discussed this before, is that so often we categorize patients about, well, they can't afford that. Yeah. Or I shouldn't even talk about that with them. And and for my assistants out there, how do we get past the whole categorizing somebody and, and really making sure that they're the right person? Or do we just offer it to everyone? What's what's your thought with that? It, it's, I think, partly, and giving them benefit of the doubt, the reason they feel that way is no one wants to have an uncomfortable conversation about, do you want to apply? And then they apply and they don't get approved. Then it becomes very uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. So the, that's where the challenge is. So I don't want to have that conversation. So I'm just going to pull back and not talk about it at all. Yeah. Which doesn't do anybody any benefits. So how can we change that? There are actually, again, on a within care credit, we, there are tools available. Would it help me? Let me set back. Would it help? I'm looking at the, the, the team here. Would it help you if I told you this patient, there's a 95% chance, or there's a very high percent chance that they will get approved? before they even walk into the practice to have that conversation, yeah. to have that confidence. I think that's where it lags. Okay. So once I can give that confidence to the team member, the conversation becomes easy. But yes, it should be upfront. It should be consistent because the last thing you want to, it's it's hard, right? As it is, the day gets very busy. The last thing I want to try and figure out is, could this person afford, could they not afford? How about we have a simple process? When Kevin sits down, I go over, your, your options are check, credit card, or cash. Or if you're looking for payment options, we have X, Y, and Z. Yeah. We can do it for $120 a month or $90 a month. What works best for you? Again, once I do it, it consistently over and over and over again, I am being upfront. I'm being consistent. Now I'm not trying to figure out or judge. It's easy. It's very easy. And again, we know cost and time are two of the biggest obstacles in fear. You know, let's throw all that in there as well. That's reasons why patients don't accept treatment. And it's really a matter of working with professionals and making sure that you knock down as many walls as you can, I think. Absolutely. And and the wall may not be just about just about just money. Yeah. It could be their confidence or fear or time. But most of them are usually interrelated. The more I speak to the patient and really try and understand their reason as to why they want to get it done the easier it is for me to help come up with a solution. Okay. Assuming does not make anybody happy. No. Agreed. And so, so yes, it's, it's again, having that system, having that process in your practice, and that's where my team does phenomenally well. That's what they will come in and help you understand, whether it it's ends up becoming patient financing or not, but here are the tools. Here's what the best practices are. You should have, if you've not, have your care credit 
practice development manager come out and do a training, do a lunch and learn to give you what the best practices are, what tools are available to take some of the burden off of you too. Yeah. You know, the more I can take off of you and give it to the patient, make it easier and, and seamless, the easier it is for the patient to say yes. Well, you know, I, I always joke with my wife that I'm not a plumber. I'm going to call a professional there. And, and I think that's what we've got to do whenever it comes to our software, whenever it comes to our patient financing, we reach out to the people who can help us and actually be that person. And so assistants, don't take all this on your shoulders. Be the one who suggests this to the practice as well. Be that leader in the practice that's going to help. All right, last question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's one thing that you'd love to see change heading into 2024 whenever it comes to our patients and accepting that treatment? It's a big spot. Yes. Uh, I'm actually going to go back to the same. Can we, can we be upfront and consistent? Okay. Whether it's care credit or not does not matter. Can we have that, that process, that upfront conversation without judging the book by its cover, without trying to figure out, just, just have a simple process, utilize the tool. So I would say if I had to pick, it was like, let's just have an upfront and consistent conversation and utilize your resources like us or your other partners to help you have that conversation. All right, so how do they reach out to you? How do they reach out to Care Credit to help with the financing side of things? Of this? So, of course, they can always contact their practice development manager. If they don't know, they can go to carecredit.com forward slash partner portal slash contact us, or they can always send me an email. I'd be happy, happy, happy to connect them to their prac- to their rep. And my email is sbasin, B-H-A-S-I-N, at carecredit.com. All right. Samir, as always, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Enjoy. And thanks to all of you who listen to this episode. Hey, it's important, Dell Assistance, that you have all the tools in your belt to be that connector between the patient and the practice to help them have the maximum amount of oral health that they could possibly have. Make sure that you're reaching out to your sales reps. Make sure that you're reaching out to your financing partners. Whoever it is that can help you be stronger for your patient's sake, absolutely be that leader and make it happen. And until next time, you're on the Dill Assistant Nation podcast for signing off, and we're wishing you nothing but success ahead.